Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. On November the 3rd, I had a car accident, which caused me to have to call out that day because one of my kids in the accident had got ejected out the car and we had to get rushed to the hospital. How did the kid get ejected out of the car? Did they have a seatbelt on or they didn't have a seatbelt on? This is the plaintiff, Kiana. She says the defendant enrolled three kids in her daycare service and the woman's trying to stiff her on the tuition. She's not about to let this lady get away with not paying her the hard-earned money she's owed and is suing her for the $720 she's due. This is the defendant, Colleen. She says the woman would have her boyfriend come over while she was watching her kids. And that is totally unprofessional. Not to mention, the daycare was unkempt. She didn't feel it was a healthy environment, so she pulled her kids out and owes nothing. She's accused of skipping out on tuition. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Kiana, you are suing Ms. Khalif for $720 that you believe she still owes you. Uh, what happened here? Well, in August 11th, she enrolled her three kids in my child care, my in-home child care. Um, in October, she had withdrawn one of the kids because they were starting school, and I continued to keep two of her daughters. On November the 3rd, I had a car accident which caused me to have to call out that day because one of my kids in the accident had got ejected out the car and we had to get rushed to the hospital. How did the kid get ejected out of the car? Did they have a seatbelt on or they didn't have a seatbelt on? They did have a seatbelt on, but the child, it was like a real old car seat and it was just, it was real raggedy. And, um... Was that one of your sex- children or someone else's child? Oh, no, it was my kid. Uh, I was taking him to school okay. that morning. All right. And so I text Miss Kalee and um, let her know that I wasn't going to be able to watch because we was getting rushed to the hospital, which she seemed okay, but she was a little mad that I had called out, but I didn't let her know the incident. But when she, I seen that she kind of got mad, I let her know, like, hey, I got into a car accident. I'm getting rushed to the hospital. Or whatnot. So usually on Monday mornings, all parents have to pay their tuition at drop off. And usually she pays every Monday morning. Um, but when I text her to ask like, hey, you know, I got to a car accident. Y'all wasn't going to be able to come. 
to deduct $30 out of the tuition because I know I had to call out and I'm, I usually don't be calling out. So I tried to help her out because I know she probably would have had to find another sitter. And I'm just, you know, she texts back or we're not okay or we're not. But then I never got the payment. So I had texted her and was like, hey, are you going to send payment? Because I got rent due and all this and all that. And that's when she was like, well, I feel like, you know, I don't want to bring them back and, and all that. And I'm like, I'm not understanding because you was just about to bring them back this morning before I text you having to call out. And then that's when we just had a little disagreement. And she was like, well, she fear for her kids' safety and this and that and some incident that happened between me and my cousin where my cousin had went back and told her I don't feed the kids and I'm doing this and that and the third. And she was just voicing her concerns and why she didn't want to bring the kids back. And I, well, you know... What do you like, think okay. was... If the, if the reasons she, she was giving were not true, then what do you think is the reason that she didn't want to bring back the kids? Because you two... You two were actually kind of friends, right? Would you guys go out with each other and stuff? Like, you guys crossed the line of parent, um, employee. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think it was if it wasn't, in fact, that okay, she... Okay, so I let my cousin stay with me because she was homely. And, um, you know, me and my cousin, we got into a disagreement because she's young. She's only 18. All right. They're... Do you have a contract? Do you have a written contract with your parents? I with have the, a, with the, uh, for your... typed up contract, yes. Okay. And was it in effect at the time that the, at this time, or had you not updated it? No, it's in effect. Once you sign, it's in effect for 12 months, which if, if I can show you the contract. And it says, in the event of termination of care by either party, there is required a two weeks notice. During the two weeks notice time frame, you'll be expected to pay each week in yeah. full, regardless of whether your child attends daycare or not. This is the standard child care contract. It's all over the internet. I, you know, everybody um, uses this one. <clears throat> Let me ask Ms. Kali, um, can you tell me what happened? Yes. So uh, we did have a relationship. But um, during the time that my kids were there, I seen some things that I didn't feel safe. I have two babies, so they can't talk. Um, but even though we did have a relationship, for me as a parent, I didn't feel comfortable for my kids being there. So sometimes I will come in and it will be things all over the place or in the daycare and it's still people sleep. She's, she was never professional. She never really wore a uniform. So it was like she was just getting out the bed while I'm dropping my kids off. But what was it that made you take your kids out of the childcare? So the last incident where the car wreck, it was just like, okay, this is just the last straw. It's been too many incidents where, you know, where I first had my kids, she had her boyfriend over and she also had a uh, person as an employee you know, underage, and, you know, my understanding, you're supposed to have background checks. Now, I didn't really trip, but it was just like, okay, if she's okay with kids, then I'm okay with kids. But with the incident of with my baby falling off the couch, it was just like, okay, Wait, like, there what's was, going hold on? Hold on, hold on, back up. She had her boyfriend there during daycare hours? Yes. And did you know the boyfriend? No, I didn't know any of these people until I was there, or until I was actually, you and know, like, I did you like, find out anything about people. him? I mean, if there was a man around my, my infant children, I would want to know something about him. Did you find out anything about him? No. 
So once I drop my kids off, say for instance, I'm picking them up, then I'll see him around. Yeah, but that, those are the kind of questions that a parent should ask. I need to know what men my, my child is in contact with because that's important to know because you're, you're right, your kids don't speak. And, you know, yes. if someone else is, has access to your children, right. you should know that. Now, you decide you're going to take your kids out, and the contract does say that you're supposed to pay two weeks, but you feel that she breached the contract by not giving your children adequate care, and therefore you shouldn't have to pay the two weeks. Would that be correct? Uh, well, yes, that's correct. You said something about your daughter falling off a couch. Tell me about that. Yes, ma'am. So my, my son, he was there at the time. And uh, some of the incidents he will That's tell me as soon one. as I get in. Yes, ma'am. He'll uh -huh. get in and he'll basically just blurt out, you know, how the day went or he'll tell me what happened. And what did he tell you that caused you any alarm? Uh, the first incident was where um, my little baby had fell off the couch. And uh, okay. she has hard creek, like hard wood floors. So I was, uh -huh. you know, very alarmed about that. And even though, like, I told her about these incidents, she'll tell me, like, told who? another scenario. The daycare lady. Oh, you're, the plaintiff. You would tell her? Yes. Did she ever tell you your, that your daughter fell off the couch? No, until after my son did. Now, there's a picture that you introduced into evidence. Who is this here? That's my baby. That is your baby. Who my sent baby, you baby. this? That's the cousin who was there. All right, so her cousin the sent you this the one. blank. When I think about her safety, she could have tried to walk and it flew up her mouth, bro. I had to take a picture of it that day. That is a screwdriver in her mouth. Is that a screwdriver in her baby's mouth? And you want to know what's crazy? I never even seen this until now. And I promised that on my kids. I didn't even know about that. And most likely to leave. Were you a little bit overwhelmed with the, with the day? Is the daycare still open or did you close it? No, it's still open. Did I see in some of these texts that you were feeling slightly overwhelmed and that you th were thinking about closing it because it was just too much yeah. and maybe you weren't ready? Yeah. So yeah. what was overwhelming you? What was just overwhelming me is that the fact that you know, it's just a lot. It's so much inconsistency. Me trying to keep up with my daycare and then parents taking out or just something. It's just like I have to pay a bill. I can't tell my bills like, oh, my parent would draw. I can't pay you. And that's what was so overwhelming. And it was just like, you know, she knows why I get defensive because it's like she'll just sit there and pick over the little stuff. Like I have all these kids. She'll be like, hey, they can't relearn today. Did he? Did he be in his workbooks? And I'm like, okay, I had to keep up with this baby, this baby, this baby. Like, I try. I do, like, simple learning things. Like, you know, ABCs, sing songs and dance. I can't just sit there and just really just be a full-blown teacher to the older kids because I'm trying to keep up with the younger kids. And it's just like, she'll get mad if her kids come in and her kids dirty. Like, say if they got Cheetos on her their clothes. She'll get mad like, why are they dirty? So it's like, I'm trying to keep up with keeping them clean. And I used to just be so overwhelmed to the fact like if they get dirty, I'll take their clothes off, put it in the washer just so they can be clean when she picks up. And it was just like, she just always just find every little thing to pick. Like she'll be mad that the daycare is dirty. Like, what do you expect? I have my five on top of your three and two others trying to clean. It cannot be clean all the time. <clears throat> Here's the thing, Ms. Kiana. Um, you must be good at what you do 
because it took her a really long time to decide that she was going to pull her kids out. In other words, she knew you had a bond with the kids. And so so there's some really good stuff about how you do what you do. Um, Because she knows you love them. She knows, she must think that mostly they were safe and stuff. But if we're being fair, I think that even you understand that perhaps during that time, for whatever reason, for whatever else was going on in your life, you know, and it can happen to any of us, that maybe you weren't up to your game. When you confessed to me that you closed it for a while to just think through and get the... I think you're being pretty straightforward about um, admitting that. And that's a great trait. I love that about you. Because most people's problem is they can't see themselves clearly. But here's the thing. Um, I can't really look at this mom and say, you should have kept your kids there. If she has a reason for taking the kids out that has to do with you, then she doesn't have to pay the two weeks. The two weeks is in your contract, but that's if everything is working perfectly. If if things are going a little downhill and becoming messy and stuff like that, and she's worried because she's not getting adequately informed, or she walks in and the kid and there's a man, or you know your people are just waking up when she's dropping off, all these other things that she's telling me about, to say nothing of the baby with the screwdriver, which. Again, it's not the reason she pulled her kids out because she just got that now. Um, yeah. That's that's some dangerous stuff. And um, I was furious. I, I'm more concerned about the idiot that took the picture instead of running exactly. to the baby and taking the screwdriver out. And you should be too. Whoever sent you that picture, and I guess that's your cousin, that is someone who thought that it would be better to get their phone, open it up, get the camera working and take a picture. And if your daughter had gotten up and started walking, just like the text that she sent says, it would be too late, okay? So, uh, you know, you're picking up what I'm putting down here, right? The cousin is no friend of yours. That's your child who she put in jeopardy by taking a picture so she could, you know, mess up her cousin in in this case. You understand me, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That should have been the first thing you thought about, the fact that she stopped to take a picture. All right. Um, Based on the circumstances that I have heard, I am finding that she is not going to be bound by the two-week clause, and I'm ruling in favor of the defendant. But I wish you all good luck, and I hope you find or have found already good child care, and I wish you success in your business. Take care. I love you, Judge. Thank you. I know, right? (laughs) So the defendant prevails in this case. She does not have to give the money, but the $720, she doesn't have to pay that. Uh, Kiana, let me just ask you, the judge said some nice things to you, but at the same time, the defendant doesn't have to pay you. What are you, what are you thinking? Oh, no, I'm okay with it. I'm um, just happy that it happened because it made me get my head on stronger and make me be a better business person. So I'm not upset about it at all. All right, very good. Well, hopefully you've learned from from this experience. Yes, I have. In the future, you know, I'm sure you have. All right, thank you. Uh, Kaylee, let me just ask you now, what do you think about what the judge said to you? She was very nice. I don't really have anything to say. I just want, you know, like I said, those are my babies, and, you know, maybe I should have been a little bit more stern about, you know, how to just make sure my kids are being safe regardless of a contract. So I definitely do understand where she was coming from. All right. Well, congratulations. Good for you.
pretty straightforward contract case uh, in this instance where you just had a, uh, you had a 12 month contract, right? You said you've seen that contract a few times before. Oh yeah, that's going all over the internet. Everybody's got it's, it. Everybody, everybody <laughs> uses that, that contract. That template. Okay, yeah. so she signs up for a year and it does say she's got to give two weeks notice or she's on the hook for those two weeks if she doesn't, regardless of whether her kids attend. And that's what happened, right? Right. Okay. The, def the only defense to that will be exactly what the defense was in this case, which is you I didn't breach. You breached first. You breached first. You right. Know? And, and that's, look, you, gotta, you have to maintain a standard of care, the reasonable standard of care of safety, et cetera, for the kids. And I guess uh, you were not convinced that at least in the time preceding that, that that was being upheld. Is that right? Yeah, that's basically it. You know, we give our kids to daycares or you know, babysitters and things like that. It's the most precious thing we have in our lives. It's always kind of a, you're always on edge. You're always a little nervous. You're always worried, I suppose, when they're out of your sight. And that one photo was kind of, that kind of shook me up. The baby with, you know, she's got a screwdriver in her mouth. What, you know, what else is there? Does she have a nail gun one day or a chainsaw? <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know. what, what's going on with the person who snaps, goes to get her yeah. camera and takes that picture instead of taking the screwdriver out of the kid's yeah, mouth? Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. Sandy wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, now that so many courts are using video instead of in-person hearings, judges can see how people live, the level of cleanliness, how do they stay objective and not make judgments based on appearance of their environment? Well, that's an easy one for judges. A judge isn't supposed to look and say, boy, you have a, a ratty sofa, therefore I'm not gonna believe you. It's irrelevant. And most judges, I would almost argue all judges, don't care what your place looks like. What they care about is if you're legally in the right. And that will do it for this case, litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Dominic Tambora. He says he was forced to move out of the defendant's house, which he rented because the water smelled like rotten eggs, and the defendants never did anything to fix it. He can't believe these people are refusing to return his security deposit and is suing them here and now for the return of his $1,500. These are the defendants, Maurice Brooks and Diane Surratt. Maurice says the plaintiff's just using the well water as an excuse to break his lease. He put in a brand new reverse osmosis water filtration system. The plaintiff left in the middle of his lease, and they don't have to return a penny. They're accused of being all wet. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he was forced to move out of the defendant's rental because the water smelled like rotten eggs and the defendant refused to do anything about it. But the defendant says the place smells fine and the plaintiff is just using it as an excuse to break his lease. It's the case of P.U. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome.
Okay, Mr. Tambora, you rented a single-family home from Mr. Brooks and Ms. Surrett, correct? Yes, Your Honor. And what happened? From the beginning, there was always other problems with the electricity and other stuff, but the water was the main problem. And they kept saying they'll fix it. It was a new system, but it wasn't. What was wrong with the water? It was well water, and they had a filtration system that wasn't good. It wasn't good enough to okay. filter out. So you what would. So out. what? How would the? So how was the water bad? How would it, that problem manifest itself? The water would smell. Uh, the water was smelled. discolored with rust. It was, yes, Your Honor. It was smelt. It smelled and was discolored from from the beginning till when I moved out. They they did install a tiny reverse osmosis uh, filtration underneath the kitchen sink with a little. Uh, uh, tap that you can just fill up like glasses of water to drink from. It, it didn't uh, didn't filter through the whole house. It was just in the sink like a little spout that you would press. And I think the maximum it, it held was maybe uh, two gallons, a gallon and a half of water. And then once you ran out of that uh, reserve filtered water underneath the sink, it took about 12, 16 hours to refill. So they didn't put a reverse osmosis system in for the whole house, just for okay. to drink cups of water. Okay. So let's look at some pictures here that you submitted. This is a picture of what? The outside well water filtration system, just to show like uh, how rusty and old the, the system was. It was it wasn't a new system, and it kept breaking. It kept stopped filtering water. Had to keep. Uh, getting it repaired, uh, fixed. What is this a picture of? This is a picture of clean Uh, water on the right and the water that you were um, subjected to on the left. Yes, 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 Your Honor. And so they did not return your security deposit because they say that um, you broke your lease and your response to that is that this place was uninhabitable and that you couldn't stay there because of the water issue. They say you're making that up just to break your lease. You say you're not. Now, let me hear from you guys, Mr. Brooks or, and Ms. Surrett, who wants to speak first. Um, I'll, I'll speak first in regarding uh, the pictures that you're showing. Um, the first picture was actually the gauge of the well. That is not the filter or filtration system. Okay, well, what is this that's all rusty? What's that? That is the gauge. That's an outside gauge. And all of them, it doesn't matter in any area, after a year or so, you're going to have uh, any well that has the gauge on it look like that. And okay. tell me about this. Those, because they, the they were texting you. I can see from the history of the text that they were complaining about this the entire time they lived there. How long were they living there? Two months. Right. Like, and they complained a lot of times by text. You think they're making it up the whole two months? Like, just slowly making it up over and over? What you're not seeing there is he's showing a jug of water that comes directly out of the tap prior to going into the system. Because I've had this tested prior to him moving in and even afterwards and even up to a month ago, I had it retested. Show me your tests. Right. You've had it tested by, uh, did you submit those into evidence? Yes. Yes. Mr. Brooks went back to Morgan Brothers the day of the summons and he said, I'm I'm going to get this retested. And what they tell him to do is go get a jug of water that's outside and a jug of water that's been filtered. And that's what it that's what it looks like. The jugs that you just saw, one's filtered, one's not filtered. So we had it 
redone again by Morgan Brothers. Um, let me ask you a question, though. While I'm looking through everybody's water tests, I found a different document, and I'm kind of curious about what this is. What is this? Oh, no. I had to pay for the days that I was there before I left. It was a pay cash $400. Right, but I don't understand. You're keeping the money based on the theory that he broke a lease, but this is a document where he agrees to pay a prorated share. He pays it because that's your signature under it. And the first paragraph says that we're all in agreement that come August 23rd will be the last day of the tenancy and that all parties are in agreement to break our 12-month lease. Did you sign this? Is that your signature, Mr. Brooks and Ms. Surratt? Did you sign this? We signed that to say that we wouldn't be going after him for the differences of the 12-month lease, yes. Yeah, but you're doing that. The 15, what, how, why are you keeping his security then? You're keeping it because you say he breached. So you're keeping it for rent, like to, to mitigate your damages on how you're all out all this rent because he breached, except for you signed a document that says, I'm letting you out of your lease. So on what planet would you be able to keep the 1500 If you're letting him out of the lease, which is, these are the words, all parties are in agreement to break our 12-month lease, on what premise are you keeping the 1500 You're letting him break it. And you're looking at me and saying, I'm keeping it because he broke it. Which is it? We're, no, we're letting him break it to say that we're not going after him for the rest of the rents that he would be held accountable well, for. Well, but then what is a 1500 for other than to mitigate your damages on rent? That's the only thing you could keep. It. He didn't trash a place, right? Did he trash a place? He never looked after. He was supposed no. to be in the machine. He never, ever did. He never cut the grass. Oh he never, God. ever cleaned up the You know what, folks? Yeah, you got any proof of that? You got pictures? You got anything to, to suggest $1,500 worth of damages? Because that's the first time you've said that. You're keeping the $1,500 according to every portion of the answer of, your of this complaint. You have said that you're keeping it for one reason and one reason only. Because he breached the lease. That, and I don't even know how you didn't bring this up. I just found this by accident here. It actually says they are in agreement to break our 12-month rental lease. That puts you off the hook for being punished for breaking a lease. So my verdict is for the plaintiff in the amount of the $1,500. Verdict for the plaintiff. So it's pretty automatic, quite frankly. The uh, plaintiff prevails. The defendants do not prevail. Let's see what they have to say about it. Mr. Brooks, Ms. Surrett, you signed an agreement... You you cooked your own goose. What do you think? Well, we signed an agreement that we wouldn't go after him for the every month after. But I guess the way it's worded, uh, she took it the other way. So nothing we can do about it. Well, legally, it's your own fault, really, quite frankly. Live and learn the hard way. Sorry about that. He gets to keep the $1,500. you got to give it back to him. Mr. Tambora, how are you feeling right now? Hi. Uh, much better because they told me that they would give me back uh, the deposit. So, and they all, they all they did was they say one thing and they did another, and I'm just happy of the outcome. Well, you're smart move to file a lawsuit against him because indeed you prevailed. So, congratulations. Good for you. Thank you. All right, let's see what the judges say. For a judge, it's like a happy surprise. It's like you found <laughs> something special that you didn't know anything about in the middle of a case when you realize this case has already been settled effectively, right? right? 
Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that nobody mentions it in the complaint or the answer. That, right. And they were protecting themselves because they wanted to get the prorated share of the rent for August, and then they put in a clause in there if he didn't pay it, he by X date, which was kind of early, they would get the whole month of August. Right. All that was in there, and then they wrote paid because he paid it. He did his part to, to uphold the agreement, and then they were just go flying right in the face of it. Right. Uh, have you ever stayed in a, in, a, in a place, a cabin or a place out in the woods where, yeah. where the water smelled like rotten eggs? We were, like in, that, a, we, we were in a hotel in Utah, uh -huh. remember? And it was, and then the water w had such a consistency that you never felt clean. It felt like the water right. was slimy. When the water's really hard, it's yeah. like the soap doesn't lather soap up. Soap doesn't, seem nothing, to get clean. nothing the, works the right. Shampoo doesn't lather, etc. Right, but you know, you can drink that water. I mean, when I was a kid, I had friends who had well water that smelled like that. And you know, we drank it, you washed in it, etc. I'm but, amazed at the stuff you did when you were uh, it, Honestly, it didn't smell great. Running around but, like a butt pack of wolves. But, but there, was <laughs> not, there was nothing wrong with it, you know? So we survived it. So Belinda wants to know this. Hey Harvey, I have an invisible fence for my dogs, but if my dogs are in my yard and someone walks by with a leashed or unleashed dog and they come onto my property and there's a dog fight, can I sue them for damages? I think you've got a problem, Belinda, because if the dogs are coming on the property, then it's not properly enclosed, and I think you've got a problem. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. These are the plaintiffs, Carolyn and Stanford Wilson. They say their son-in-law, the defendant, smashed a window in their house and refuses to pay for it, even though the cops are investigating. Shame on him for doing something like that. They're suing for $417.06, the cost of a new window. This is the defendant Earl Davis. He says he categorically denies breaking anyone's window. And he doesn't care if the police are investigating it because he's innocent. And the cops will find no evidence he did anything because he didn't. He's accused of smashing glass. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiffs say the defendants smashed a window in their house and will not own up to it and pay up. But the defendant says he categorically denies breaking the plaintiff's window and refuses to pay for something he didn't do. It's the case of smashing my way into court. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Wilson, uh, apparently your daughter used to date Mr. Davis? She married Mr. Davis. She is married okay. to Mr. Davis. Are they still, are they together again? As far as we know, they're still uh, married. All right, tell me what happened. In August of 2020, the two of them separated, correct? Yes. And they were fighting about a car that they had that was in her name. And what did your daughter end up doing? She, to our knowledge, she took the car and um, she had a, some, she had the locks changed and had a new remote and she took possession of the car without his knowledge. Okay. And then things got nasty between them. Did your daughter alert you to any potential problems, any threats that he was making? Yes. She sent us the text messages that he had been sending to her about threats of what he would do to right. us, our property or our cars, or have to someone you else do it. Yes or do it to, oh. uh, or have someone else do it on his behalf. 
Okay, now on August 28th, three days after those texts, according to you, you come home and what do you discover? I came home and uh, noticed the, the curtain, there was something different about the curtain. So when I looked at it, I noticed the glass on the floor and the window was broken. And at that time I told Carol, well, he did it. He went through with it. And that occurred at 8.54 a.m. My husband does dialysis in the morning and I was out working. Mr. Davis, what's going on? Well, me and my wife, we had a lot of misunderstandings and um, things didn't work out with us during this time. And I woke up one morning with my car being missing and she was in denial about seeing the car. She kept telling me to call towing companies, call the police, tow pound and lots. And I was just like confused, like, well, where's my car? And she, she denied it for a long period of time. And, and a lot of people in my family was upset. I was upset. And I mean, like, I just, like, I just purchased the car that was just came up missing out of the blue. So. I just didn't, you know, didn't know what else to do about the situation. I kept calling her to have her report the car stolen. She didn't want to. And then later on down the line, it got out that she had the car taken and removed from me. And what's this about texts and you threatening her parents, which have nothing to do with what happened? I was reaching out to her parents. I was trying to get people to talk with her and get her to return the car for we could work this thing out. And uh, I, I apologize to him. You know, I still am apologizing to him today, you know, about the actions that took place. But I wasn't the one who actually did the window. Well, somebody maliciously broke that window. And let's look at the text to see if we can figure out who. It's going down. I'm going to your dad's house to tow cars away now or whatever, my money get done. Let's stress him out. Or they might have extra money for windows. We'll see. Did you text that to your wife? I probably, yes, I did text that, but I didn't actually do the windows. I, I was pretty upset. No. <laughs> then you mentioned their address and you say somebody will pay. Once blank starts happening, don't worry. Your people got money to replace things. They not complaining yet, but they will be soon. Thanks for starting blank. People do thirsty for money. I'll have it done for 20. Your people got to feel some of this pressure since nobody can talk to your special blank. Did you text that to your wife? I don't recall. I was drinking back then. I, I don't have, I, I know I text some things, but I don't actually know. Are you I and your wife text. together again, or are you guys separated? We're trying to work things out now. So, and then you say, so tell them where to hide their cars. We'll see if Stan's got 500 for Windows 2. That's a second reference to breaking windows. So here is a promise to do it again and again to infinity. On my way to get you now. How is your daughter over there with him when he hasn't paid for the darn windows? How is he not arrested? Did you call the police when this happened and did you tell them that you suspected he was the one who did it? Oh, yes, yes, for sure. You gotta be kidding me.
What kind of fool is gonna think that anyone other than you busted up that window? Who is gonna believe you on that? And then you're trying to get back, you're trying to work it out, obviously, and it gets this far, four months later in court, and not just any court, the people's court. That's how far you let this go without paying for these poor people's window? Are you kidding me? This is your idea of trying to work it out? Apologize, but I still feel, you know, that, I mean, I got different family members that care about me, but I don't, you know, agree. Don't nobody agree to things being taken from them. And, you know, I just. Yeah, but that, that, let me tell you what that entitles you to do. That entitles you to call the police and to try to get the car back. You, let me tell you what it doesn't entitle you to do. To turn around to get back at her and break these nice people's window. That's what it doesn't entitle you to do. $417.06 verdict for the plaintiffs. Do you think these people are ever going to feel love towards you after that, where you can't even admit that you did it? Never. Verdict and for the plaintiffs. I'm like sorry, you treated, him, you treated him good. Thank you, Judge Millian. I know. I know. Thank you. So the plaintiffs are going to get their money, all $417 of it. Mr. Davis, you just caught the wrath of the judge. What are you thinking? How do you respond to this? Uh, well, I'm pretty shook up because I didn't think that he was going to be in their favor. But, I mean, I, I, I totally took took the blame for, you know, getting my items taken away, but hopefully I can be able to grow from this and they'll accept my apology and understand that I really was down and out hurt. And uh, I just know it never happened again. I just know that. Well, we'll see how it works out. Interestingly, I mean, the judge lets you have it, no question about it. Uh, Mr. Ms. Wilson, let me ask you, uh, what do you feel now? You're going to get the money. What do you feel about the defendant? How do you feel about him? Uh, pity. Hey, and it's a shame that he, you know, he would go to us for something that happened with my daughter and him. It's just senseless. Two grown it's adults, and we have nothing to do with what they do in their lives or with their lives. And for him to punish us for their misunderstandings, it was it's just totally wrong. ridiculous. Think you'd ever let him back into your home again? What do you think? How do you respond Never. to that? No. Never. Never. As judges, Marilyn, sometimes we're called upon to try to undo a mystery or sort <laughs> out something and figure out who did something or who failed to do something. But this case was not a whodunit. <laughs> I think everybody knew who done it. It was pretty obvious, right? Right. I can't believe he still denied it. I really expected that. Didn't you right. expect that he was just going to say, look, well, I'm so me. sorry. Right. You know, I was a bad time in my life. It's I was time drinking. to make it up. You know, I, right. I'm really sorry I did that. He right. still denied he did no. it. And, 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 still self-interested. laid it all out. It just takes a tiny bit of deductive reasoning. You look at it, it's like, I'm going to break your parents' window. I hope they have 500 bucks. Well, he was off by like $82.91, cents. <laughs> right? He was almost right there. He almost had it down to the penny right. uh, of what it was going to cost them, et cetera. And then, boom, it happens. I mean, she may, she may uh, apparently she has decided that's who she wants to be right. with in her life. Right. And she is a grown woman, and she can decide that. But, you know, that the, she doesn't get to decide that for her parents. No. I'm kind of glad that they, you know, drew the, the, the line in the sand there. Alan wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, I have seen litigants leave the courtroom before the final verdict. Aren't they in contempt? You know, 
Not really, but when they leave, I gotta tell you, it ain't doing them any favors because then they can't address what the judge wants to hear. They are a competitive disadvantage and probably will lose. We'll see you next time.